Hi, everyone. This is the Harvest Concept Podcast, where we talk about martial arts and its connection to mind, body, and spirit wellness. I'm Sarah Schweitzer. And I'm Justin Martin. Uh, I was really intrigued kind of by our last conversation. And um, I want to talk about endurance, because I think endurance is such a big part of it. Mm-hmm. And um, endurance is, you know, our longevity or our will, um, our willingness to move forward when things are tough, right? Um, so like endurance running, pushing yourself, uh, for the distance, trying to, trying to push yourself for time or a number of miles, really, uh, pushing ahead. And we've seen this really, uh, big surge in ultra marathons recently in history, um, where these people are pushing 50, hundred miles, uh, running for days on end, uh, just it, crazy ways to push the human body. Uh, in the endurance, in the endurance way, but not physical endurance. Our physical endurance is important. Uh, earlier, you were talking about, I think, kind of a mental slash spiritual endurance too, of being able to push ahead while your son is hurting and uh, having to help along processes, uh, and you know, be tired in the moment and uh, knowing that you can't stop in that moment, right? Um, and so we have these as parents, I think most parents have this endurance that's kind of built into them to help them survive those moments. Right. Um, but again, when we talk about this kind of endurance, I, I don't think that everybody has it right away. Right. And it's something that you have to build up to. I'm, I love giving metaphors. So I think that when I watch like a high school kid, train and learn how to be uh, an athlete, meaning going from, oh, I'm just doing this for fun recreationally to like really pushing and like the drive, the want to win, the want to, to push hard through it. Um, you see them crash, meaning that they run as hard as they can, as fast as they can, as long as they can, and then they just tank, right? Versus someone who has knowledge of their body, has maturity in that exercise, that endurance, they're able to um, push through those times and understand how to pace themselves physically and mentally slash spiritually to get through that tough workout, to get through the mileage, um, run the entire marathon. Um, I would say the same thing with uh, workers. Um, meaning whether you're going and sitting in an office or you're uh, going out on a construction site and building a house all day, the things that you do on a regular basis, you're going to be able to continue doing on that regular basis, right? It should be easier to you than if I come and try to build a house every day with you. I'm probably going to be sore and really tired and exhausted from swinging a hammer or using a nail gun, um, even though I'm physically fit in what I do, right? Yeah, I think, yes. And I, I, I think that your analogy or looking at the student athlete prior to being that student athlete, I think that that's the time that none of us want to put in, right? Like we want to yeah. go right to the athlete or right to the person who's like running the marathon. You know, we don't want to be that person who's getting up in the morning and having to just like figure out how to run a mile, right? It seems yeah. insurmountable and it seems like, um, 
it seems so far away from the goal, right? But that's the first step. The first step, you know, they, uh, one of my favorite kind of apps when I first started writing was they called it couch to 5k. (laughs) And, (laughs) and it really was, you know, you're sitting on the couch doing nothing right now. And you want to run a 5k, it will walk you through the process. And I can't remember, but it takes weeks before you ever run a, a full mile you know, you're, you're doing a lot of walking, you're doing a lot of like fast walking, um, you're doing a lot of jogging, um, and then fast walking and then walking. It really processes you through how to build up, like you're saying, the endurance, but it recognizes where you are right now, right? Like if right. you're a person that you've never run a marathon before, but you run sporadically, um, your training process for that marathon will look different than someone who's never run anything before. And I just feel like we are obsessed with not like just cutting ourselves some slack and saying, you know, and well, not, I shouldn't say that, not, not cutting ourselves. I mean, we cut ourselves too much slack. We get obsessed with the fact that if we can't, you know, do it like somebody else, then we're just not going to do it at all versus saying, where am I right now? How do I improve on what I have, whether that be diet or exercise or whatever, and just be honest with you yourself. It's it's really you yourself, this conversation, honest with yourself, knowing that we've talked about this, knowing that truth of yourself and respecting that truth, like not being unkind to yourself, not being like, well, if I'd only, you hear that all the time, right? If I'd only worked out or whatever, just stop. That, that garbage, that noise, that narrative, it's not going to be helpful. Just be like, this is where I am. This person is good just the way that they are. And we're going to make them better today and tomorrow and the next day. Yeah. I, you know, the preconceived notion of uh, what we, what we, where we think we are and what we think we're trying to achieve this, this balance um, makes things very difficult for us and, and puts weight kind of back on us. Right. Um, I, I really love that we're having these kind of interspersed conversations between our conversations over the book of five rings, because I feel like, you know, the, the book of five rings, when I read it, um, I don't know, like 15 years ago, maybe the first time, um, I, I was training in these other like very more, much more physical um, martial arts, but I was also young. I was in my twenties. Like I, that was, I was fighting. Right. And that was what was fun. Um, uh, the, but you know, these thought processes of endurance and understanding that if I train hard, right. Um, and, and when I say train hard, that doesn't mean that everybody should be training like a 20 year old. Right. Um, you should be training hard for yourself, your age, pushing what's physically, spiritually and mentally challenging to you at your age and and the level that you're able to participate in things. But when you're pushing yourself hard like that, you start to develop endurance. Right. And sort of like you were saying, Sarah, that I love the the Couch to 5K name. Um, I, I remember hearing or seeing that app before and maybe we even talked about it before but the um the idea of 
you know, even couch to white belt uh, is, is such a hard thing for, I think, people to understand. You know, in, in our podcast world where we uh, are talking right now, we've talked about splitting up the cuts and stuff. Well, this is, you know, recorded in the future. And so tomorrow we have testing at Harvest. And, you know, it's inevitable that I have these white belt students that come along and some of them are really charged up. They believe in themselves. They're excited about what they're doing. They're excited in the moment. And they've found that um, spirit of challenge. And our goal is to continue to embrace that spirit and help it move forward, right? Um, And progress over time. But then there's the other people that are coming along and they're not as sure for them of themselves yet. They don't have maybe... Um, maybe they have the self-efficacy to, to practice, but in the, they haven't found the spirit of challenge fully yet um, and are looking for perfection um, in this preconceived notion of what they should be, right? Um, instead of listening to where their teachers think they should be. And so, uh, again, it's like this, holding back of oneself um, in an element and not listening, hey, this is the step forward, right? Like, here's the hand, let's step forward together. Um, You know, as a teacher, when I'm talking about this, the reason that I I know you're ready is because you've been showing up to class and you've been able to demonstrate the techniques and the forms or the things that we've taught you in class through this testing cycle, right? Um, And the fact that you're able to move through that class time shows me that now I believe in you that you can pass the test. I know that if somebody can practice and practice and practice and run a mile proficiently, right? Hey, I can run a mile in 10 minutes. I I know that that's my my, uh, regular run. Then if someone comes along and says, well, today, we're running a mile and a half. Like, I don't believe that that extra half mile is just going to destroy everybody who runs the extra half mile, right? But sometimes you need that teacher to guide you and say, hey, it's time for us to take that next step forward. Um, And for that teacher to guide you into that uncomfortable situation to help you through it and not let you fail, but show you that you can, right? And so... You know, we go from taking classes where there isn't stress on us. We're not, our peers are paying attention to us, but not directly. But then all of a sudden, when you're on stage in front of your peers, in front of your teachers, and then like you said, if you're an adult, a bunch of adults that haven't committed to belief that this is good for you, (laughs) then the, uh, you know, you're on display that all this stress is added to it, but your endurance is there we know that you can do it. We know that you've done it before and you've done it multiple times. And so we know that you're able to go through the challenge. It's just believing in yourself and in your teacher that they can guide you kind of through it. I love the words you used um, showing up that, you know, for you as a, as a teacher, as an instructor, that you, you know, if you're showing up for class that this person and doing the techniques in doing the showing the work, demonstrating, showing, showing, showing that um, that you know that they're that they're ready. You know, you under, like you can see 
you know, what, what they're doing. Uh, and I think that, you know, one of the things that is really hard for, for us as, as humans is to show up for ourselves every single day, you know, and I, but I think that that's, we, we talk, you know, I, I always say like, I'll, I'll listen to people and they'll, they, I'm sure you hear this even much more than I do, but people will like, will say things like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. And I really don't, um, in my own personal life, I don't put a lot of um, stake in that. You know, to me, what that person does is much more powerful and, and obviously real than all the words that they are, are saying. You know, it's even like when you think about when people say that they're sorry for something, mm-hmm. the, the proof really is in whether or not they modify their behavior Right. Or they don't do the thing that they're apologizing for again. The apology is nice. And I think, you know, we feel like maybe we want to hear those words sometimes. But right. the, the truth is in what that person does next. Right. In making that adjustment in living a different way or, you know, not saying the things, whatever that they said that was, um, you know, hurtful or, or harmful and the same thing with, you know, when you talk about, you know, endurance, in order to have endurance, you have to show up for yourself every single day. Um, right. You have to, to do it. And even if you're not, you know, working, let's say you're trying to work on your martial arts, you know, you can be um, mentally showing up for that practice. Um, you don't have to always, it doesn't always have to be a physical, um, you know, demonstration, but mm-hmm. when I show up to class, all of that mental work shows up as well too. It's, it's present. It's, it, you can see it in the way that I, you know, present my, um, my, my stuff, my, my techniques, my, my forms, my stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's visible. There's a visible, um, And I think about, you know, when people talk about working on meditation or relaxation or, you know, mental and spiritual practices, you know, if you're doing that every day, it's visible in all of the things that you do in the way that you address stresses and the way that you, um, you know, interact with other people, it's visible, that work that's even, that's quiet, that is, um, you know, personal for yourself, but it, Absolutely. it's out, out, there's an outward, you know, presence, right? Yeah. Uh, you're, again, you're, I think that this is, um, uh, this conversation right here is the meat and potatoes of what changes people that dive completely into the martial arts. Um, and, the one thing I'd like to point out too is that in the past podcast we were talking about um, stance and this talk of calmness too, right? And uh, I was talking about sparring with juniors or sparring with people that are way lesser than you, um, and and this calmness that gives you um, to to understand the moment and understand yourself as opposed to just focusing on someone else. Um, 
singular martial arts practice helps you to focus on yourself because you don't, you're not, there's nothing else around you to stimulate you. Um, meaning that uh, you should, if you're practicing forms, you're practicing techniques, then you're having this no mind, this quiet time where all you're focusing on is what you're currently doing, right? Um, and you shouldn't be thinking about how the form is going to look to be perceived by somebody else. You should be thinking about you just giving your best to it, right? Um, <clears throat> when we talk about um, the endurance of the situation, this private practice, this growth that happens, quiet practice, as you said, um, this quiet work uh, is something that's just so important for you to build that self-confidence in yourself and forget about what's happening on the outside. You know, um, as, a, as an instructor, um, you're, you're teaching for your students and you have to, we've said this uh, previous too, that like not everybody's created equal, right? And so they're all coming in here on their own, at their own point. Start to express their goals to that teacher. Their teacher also is reading their spirit since we've been using this, this in part of the five ring stuff that you, you really understand who this person is and maybe kind of what they're trying to achieve. And then you start to set your own goals of how, you're going to guide that person to be the best version of themselves, right? And so I would also use the metaphor of, you know, a, a sculptor uh, describing looking at a rock and going, oh man, I see the statue of David in that rock right there. You know, no one else can see that statue of David. Maybe he can kind of describe it to you, but that artist sees it, right? And so maybe the belief doesn't come until you see that refined piece of marble right and um now all of a sudden we can go oh wow that's really pretty right i didn't ever think that rock was going to be like that um you're i think that your transition from who you were before to first on sarah was evident to yourself where you um all of a sudden really felt a lot more comfortable with yourself and you had like uh, external validation that pushed you kind of into that moment. Um, and I don't think that it was, I don't think it was initially when you came back from Baton Rouge. I think it was a little bit afterwards. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I, I saw it in, in on the floor, but I feel like I also saw it um, as an external viewer of your outside life too you know like I don't know your every day today um but I feel like your confidence of coming in and out of the building and your confidence in associating with other people uh just really changed and was acknowledged at that point in time uh, again I know we've talked about it before posture of tall people and um you know I think one of the first comments that I can remember really put working on you on was standing up straight right <clears throat> and so Having, having your shoulders back, being more confident and starting to have that stance of a confident person. Um, and so the physical side of us helps to train us to be more confident in how we're standing and walking and moving around, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I was just talking to someone ab about this 
and they were saying, oh, I, I, I really want, you know, my black belt and I, I want what you have. <laughs> right. And they meant what you're, what you're, what you're talking about. And I said exactly the same thing you said, which is, you know, this did not happen, you know, the day that I, I got my, my black belt, it did not happen. It, you know, it was, it was several months later where it just, just, I just changed. Um, I, ju- I just, my, everything just felt, um, you know, different. Um, but it was based upon, you know, the work that we did to prepare for, for, for testing and a recognition um, and a settling and a knowing of that, that it's okay that I don't know everything. <laughs> I think, you know, like when you're practicing, when you're read, it's like, it's like such a weird, and I guess maybe, you know, anyone who's like, but not in a negative way, like not in an imposter syndrome kind of way. It's like the exact mm-hmm. opposite of that, right? It's that under, it's that, that confidence that I know what I know. And then I know that there's so much more that I don't know. And that, that that's okay. That, right. you know, if I get on the floor and a student, um, I'm, you know, I have a question, you know, have you or Melissa to turn to and then we'll have a discussion and we'll figure it out or you'll tell me what the thing is. But I don't feel like that that lessens all the work that I did to achieve the black belt, right? There was so much work that went into preparing for that testing, particularly the pretest because of all the things there was so much work that it went into. And I know, I know viscerally like how much work, like nobody else, you know, I'm the only one who knows how much work I did to prepare for that. And that in turn, you know, creates that quiet, creates that confidence of, you know, that's like, that's a whole thing, right? That's like a whole I'm not using my words very well, but that's like um that work, it's like a, a package and I and I own it and it's mine and nobody else can take it away or say that it was less than, you know, I I I know that and it's my truth and it, I'm not false in that. And although you know it's not perfect, um, you know, it's it's mine. And I think that when you achieve something, uh, you know, we've talked about, and I don't, and it's why I'm having a hard time explaining this is that the black belt is the thing, but it's really not. It's the work that I did. And the black belt was just like the kind of like the external sort of indicator. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, you know, we've talked about times where you said like, you know, I've done this thing, but I did not prepare for it the way that I wanted to or whatever. So the next time I prepared for it and you can tell how you talk about that achievement is different than the one that maybe you achieved, but maybe you achieved in a way that was not, you know, the way that you wish you had done it. Right. And I think that that for me, you know, one of the things that I told myself was that I did not want to have any moments 
at testing where I thought I could have prepared more. I knew that I would make mistakes. I knew that it would not be perfect. I knew that there would be some, you know, I would forget something, you know, that's what happens when you are tested. Right. Mm -hmm. But I knew for myself that I had done everything to prepare for it. So it was okay. Right. You know, whatever happened, it was okay. That there was no doubt in my mind. And I think that that's really, um, I've never done that before. Like there's nothing that I have had in my adult life where I have had some sort of goal and then I have worked on so completely um, for myself and, and achieved in, in that way. I've had awards, I've had things, but they were always, you know, a natural ability, you know, like you, you know, when you have a talent and people reward you and they're like, you're so great at this thing, but you know that you did not really do anything, you know, it just was in you, right? This, right. None of this was in me. <laughs> none of this to be applied was in me. It was all <laughs> a lot of work. And that felt so, you know, that just feels so good. And I know now, you know, martial arts has given me so much. And every day I just know that I can get through whatever life throws at me because I can be quiet. I can be strong. I can endure it. And I know that, um, you know, at my core uh, because of that practice. Uh, Absolutely. You know, I don't want to say high five because I want to say something, but like, you know, clap, you know, a silent clap to you. That was, uh, I would think that was a beautiful statement there. Um, I think that, that's again this understanding and you know a couple things that i would maybe as we end this this is me coming into this episode i've been thinking about uh talking about endurance for a couple days because you know i've been dealing with the testing stuff and you know we talk to these white belts and a lot of times it's adults there are kids that um don't feel they're ready and you have to kind of coach them through uh, what's going on but i think that you know pushing yourself through even though uh you're scared in the moment Uh, fear, not letting fear dictate um, things that you want. You know, that's a, to me, that's a big statement that I I try to tell my kids, I try to teach my students that I can't let, even if I'm scared of something, as long as it's a a fear that's um, a a non-endangering fear, right? Like, I'm not trying to say like, oh, you should go catch this best wave because there's great whites that swim right next to it. Like I'm not telling you to go catch the best wave. Uh, what I am telling you is that if like the fear of walking into a room and giving a presentation is holding you back from moving ahead in your job or, you know, uh, the fear of, of going out on the limb and starting something is holding you back from your next step of, of life, then you got to get over yourself. Right. And just, and just go. Um, the, other thing I'll say is that I'm not sure I've ever given this reference in here before, but uh, I, I really had a time in my life in my, I think, teens and 20s where I just really loved movies. I, I loved watching movies and I loved the cinematics and the stories and all the things that were coming from these movies. And I watched a lot, but Big Fish um, was one that stood out to me. And uh, one, he just had so many good, like, philosophical moments in that movie. And one of them was him telling himself that this is not how I die. And mm-hmm. he was in all these crazy moments all the time. He's like, this isn't, this isn't how I go. Like I can get through this. And you know, it's like, 
I know that this is really scary right now, but like, it's going to be okay. Right. Uh, even in the Christian element, like the, the Bible tells Christians that, you know, God's not going to over weigh you, right. They're not going to, they're not going to load you up with more than you can handle. And so that, that belief is that, you know, God is watching out over these Christians and, and protecting them and saying like, Hey, I'm going to build your endurance over time. Like I'm not going to just slam all my weight onto you at once. I'm going to let you build into it. Right. Uh, same in the martial arts, you know, uh, I'm not treating a white belt like a black belt. I don't judge them the same way uh, unless they came in <laughs> as a black belt and we're trying to present that way. And we needed to, you know, they're black belt from another martial arts system. Then yeah, we're going to push them a little harder. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same time, we're still going to understand that they're white belts at what we do, uh, just like we were talking about earlier with a construction worker and somebody sits at a desk. Like they do two different, completely different things, right? Um, <clears throat> so I think that along with all these benefits that someone sees, you know, you know, if they, if they knew Sarah <clears throat> three years ago and they know Sarah today, they know Sarah 10 years ago, they know Sarah today. And like, there's that gap and then you guys reconvene and it's like, holy smokes, like how much has changed in your life, right? In your mm-hmm. confidence. And it's not, this isn't the fire book. We're not even comparing each other to each other. This is just your internal build, right? This is your posture, your gaze, how you're holding the sword on a regular basis, right? This is how you're living your life now. And you hold yourself true to those statements. And so now all of a sudden, <clears throat> people see that and they understand, Hey, that's a samurai right there. Right? Like we recognize that in that person, um, that you present about yourself with that spirit though, there is weight, right? It's easy to look upon another and say the grass is greener, right? It's easy to go, Oh man, grandmaster cereal. He's so cool. He gets to, fly in all the books and be thrown around by Dr. Kim. He's a ninth degree black belt. I can't wait to be a grandmaster like him. And, you know, just get so deep in the envy of what he is, right? I have to have that ninth dawn, right? I have to have that grandmaster acknowledgement. I need people to tell me this, right? And you don't. Um, it's the calmness of being who you are and the best that you can be at all times is all we're trying to achieve, right? It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It's just being the best that you can be at where you are. And so, uh, you know, again, Grandmaster Serio has weight on his shoulders for being that grandmaster and a first on black belt. If we dropped a night down grandmaster on him, would collapse, right? It's not true. They're not able to hold it up and it's going to, they're not going to be able to show that spirit. And so what I would say is that a green belt can look at a black belt and strive to be that way, to have black belt excellence, but they're just going to be able to do the best that they can. Right. And that's all. Thank you for calling me a samurai. (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome high five high five good job ma'am thank you have a great day you too bye